1: Welcome back, guys. <laughs> um, yeah, mm. episode one, one, kind of. Yeah, I
2: guess the wow. it was a reintroduction episode, so it's like our first. Yeah. Our first fashion topic episode. Yep. Um, and we thought because <laughs> we had our hiatus. Yeah. We'd try and do. By the way, this is Star over substance. I don't even <laughs> have to say it, do I? Um, with me, Scarlett, and myself, Mim. But yeah, we thought we'd catch you guys up on basically some recent fashion news and stuff we sort of missed because yeah. of our little hiatus.
1: Because it really felt like, uh, what, were we away for like five months or yeah. four months or something? It felt like everything that could have happened in fashion happened while we were gone. Yeah. And so we kind of have a long list of like screenshotted piece of news, like news articles yeah. and whatnot of topics we want to discuss. And we thought, we'll... Do it all in one go in one episode. Um, if you've been listening to us for long enough, we always do fashion story. And so now moving forward, we're going to do fashion story as like a, a separate episode yeah. to our more story times and more topic theme episodes. So, yeah.
2: yeah. Um, so I'm going to kick us off with more recent, you should we start recent?
1: yeah
2: yeah Yeah. why not um so it was announced this week that pharrell is gonna be yeah creative director of lv menswear um i believe he's starting sort of this autumn Mm. and and
1: i love it i feel like there's so much there's so much hate towards this online from what i've seen the idea of Pharrell, who is a musician, becoming a creative director of, like, the world's biggest luxury brand. I just so wouldn't okay. describe
2: him as a musician, though. Like, he is the kind of thing. You know how, like, Kanye, who, yeah. uh, like, used to describe himself as, like, all these facets? Yeah. I actually think that Pharrell is that without even crying. F- Pharrell was that before Kanye West was yeah. that. He, he was like, the... He is he has his like he is into art he is into fashion he is like he produces music he does he does a lot of like the behind the scenes and I think he just doesn't shout about it so people maybe don't think it's like a natural thing yeah but of all the castings of CEOs and creative directors Mm. he seems the most natural one to
1: me 100% I get it LV is the brand like I, it makes sense that it's LV. It just 100%. really works. Yeah. Like I think people forget that Pharrell back in the day, like fifteen years ago, he was the it boy. He was like the like the king of streetwear in like the mainstream sense. Yeah. The king of streetwear made like, that hat go viral. What hat? The like oh, the, the really Westwood one. hat. Yeah. Yes. Um. He he had his own line bait. I yeah. think it's still, it's still around and yeah. it's still kind of like a collector's piece. Yeah. Um, he was selling trainers, hoodies, all of that. Um, and people were like lapping it up. Mm. And yeah, as I said, what Kanye is doing now, Pharrell was like one of the first to be doing it back then. He was a musician slash creative who really came into like the luxury sphere mm. um, and was taken serious in that as well. Yeah. Um, I think it makes sense. And recently he had, I don't know if you know this, because you like to pretend like I don't tell you these (laughs) things. (laughs) But he had a collaboration with Chanel. Scarlett, I swear (laughs) to God. Oh, my God. Okay. Yes, he had a collaboration with Chanel not that long ago. I think it's like within the past year. And he had pieces. He He had circular glasses and it said Pharrell Chanel. And he had like t shirts with like oh cute God. embroidery on them. I love that. I wonder if he's dead to Chanel now.
2: Mm, well, I guess Chanel yeah. is the kind of brand where I think like you've got to pick like between Chanel, Dior. Your... Well,
1: they're different companies.
2: I know, but like you can't be ambassador obviously for all of them. No, so, you know, <laughs> you, just, you never know. But also, I imagine this LV thing has been in the works. And
1: yeah. Yeah. I think there's a lot of, um, the kind of negative opinion surrounding this decision is like, oh, well there's lots of other um, up and coming or not well-known designers out there who should be given a shot, should be given a chance to like step out from behind the scenes and into like the creative director position. There's so many other people. And then there's all these people online who are like boohoo, like all this time I've been studying at like Mm. Central Saint Martins and blah, blah, blah to get like, I would love to get top job. And it's like, Mate, we all know that celebrity sells. Yeah, and if you have a name and a following and a brand behind you, you're far more likely to get these top jobs than someone who's just, you know.
2: He's also got way more credentials than the likes of Molly May. Like, he actually has been in, (laughs) but like he does, he has been in the fashion game.
1: He has, but Pharrell. I don't know. No, but you know know what I mean.
2: Like, she kind of just got plucked and like made and like out of nowhere, like. And obviously I get it having studied fashion design and like you work your way up, but that's also life that like life is and in any business. It's a pyramid, right? There's lots of people at the bottom. Gets like less and less and less as you go up. There can only be one creative director. Mm, mm-hmm. And guess what? Most people aren't going to get that. Yeah. And that is like the shitty thing about fashion. And it's the, sh- it's the shitty thing about everything. Like mm-hmm. you can't all get the top job. Yeah. Celebrity sales and fashion, at like whether you've listened to before or not, is not a lucrative. Like, it might seem like a lucrative industry. Mm. It is a really difficult financial business. It is not like, it is not as lucrative as people think yeah. internally. Like, yeah, okay, people have high sales, but that doesn't mean there's lots of money floating around. Mm-hmm. And so, if you've got a face like Pharrell that can
1: bring more allure to it, why not? Yeah, yeah, and and the idea is like, is Pharrell going to be designing everything? No, but does every creative director design everything in a collection? No, no. So it's kind of an irrelevant point. A creative director, from like my perspective, and you might have a different view, is like someone who has an, a really clear overall vision. Yeah. And they're able to create, as you said, like an allure to the brand that people are gonna want to buy into. And there's not many people as who are as cool as Pharrell. Like mm. to be honest, he he seems like a guy who lives for this sort of thing. And yeah, I think he's going to do qu- I hope he's going to do quite well because uh, we're here backing him. <laughs> and it might be like come, I think, next June when he actually presents his first collection. I really hope it's not a flop.
2: Yeah, and also at the moment, Louis Vuitton is doing such like big campaigning with their like artistic collaborations Mm. it feels very much like the Louis Vuitton where uh, Mark Jacobs was at the realm Mm. and it had like the graffiti like they're really like kind of going back to that yeah and so I kind of wonder like he his has got to be a bit of a different direction or I don't know like it's a tough act to follow that they've literally just like taken over Harrods and all the rest of it
1: yeah
2: but I, I believe in him I actually think I think it
1: will be okay. Yeah. Maybe they need to, like, do something with women's.
2: Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't mind betting that if he's successful with men, I feel like he'd probably be really good at dressing women anyway. He's just, like, he's just a stylish dude. Yeah, you
1: know what I've heard? His wife is very central to his, like, really? overall creative.
2: Behind every great man yeah. is an even uh, better woman.
1: They haven't been <laughs> married. They haven't married that long. I think they've been together long. for a while. I don't
2: know if it's the lady I'm thinking of who's like way taller than him
1: and she's younger than him Why, of course (laughs) (laughs) so um yeah so I from what I've heard she is like in her own right really creative and she does her own thing and she like helps push their like their careers forward in some respects but yeah I hope that it's good and it's not just really basic things with an LV slapped on it mm. and people are still going to go crazy for it and buy it.
2: No, I think he's going to. Do you remember when, um, was that Burberry Christmas advert that they filmed in places in London and it was very much like trying to bring Burberry into a more modern yeah, London? Yeah. And I feel like that's what Louis, like streetwear is huge and actually like myself as a consumer right now. I'm buying into way more like tracksuits, homeware, all mm, of that yeah. stuff, loungewear that I can wear if I'm popping to the shops. But I'm at home a lot, like, and mm-hmm. I don't need to be wearing like, That's true. so I think it's streetwear and him being such a pioneer of streetwear like 10 years ago is going to be like a yeah. big thing for Louis Vuitton.
1: I think it'll be, it'll be nice to see, um... Because menswear is so synonymous now, I think, with streetwear, whereas women's yeah. collections are not so no, much. Yeah, yeah. It would be nice to actually see him do something smarter yeah. and not what we're expecting. So yeah. Watch know. this space.
2: Um also this week we have had the memorial service for oh, yeah. Vivian. I'm be- I'm guessing she was a dame. I think yeah, oh, yeah, I'm pretty sure so. <laughs> doesn't matter um but yeah for Vivian Westwood and and of course Mm -hmm. the fashion was out in full force I really I really enjoyed seeing the variety of outfits people paying homage to her with different designs throughout the years some fails some greats I will say one of my favorite outfits was Will Young
1: it was Will. when you told me that Will Young was in attendance I was like Invited, it might be young. because
2: I was really glad to see that someone who was famous
1: literally twenty years ago is like
2: still in the throng
1: of it. But he's like in the he's like a socialite, I suppose now. Yeah. Because what is he doing?
2: I didn't even know he was he still wasn't around music for a while. Like he did, he moved into musicals. I'm sure he was in like Chicago or cabaret. <gasps> he might have been on a sh- yeah, yeah, on stage. So yeah. I think he's like. And also, some people like write songs, and we just don't know about it, you know.
1: I don't think he is the songwriter, but, like. <laughs> but he's got beach blonde, beach blonde? No, prop blonde hair. <laughs> beach blonde hair. I don't know these things. Yeah, he's um, bleached
2: his hair. He looks fab.
1: Um, And he did really make an effort. Mm. He looks like the part for a Vivian Westwood funeral. Mm. Um, Not something I would wear, but it was nice to see him in, like, like a, a fashion guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, guy. there were a lot of people who. Okay, we just had, cut to the chase. Tracy Emin, she was invited to the funeral, and it was. Horrendous. I don't know if this is an invite only or like you can't just you're... rock up to someone's funeral. No, but
2: I feel like it's just probably anyone who's on like the executive list of like it. I don't think there's like physical invites. I think there would be like there'll be an A list group, right? For anyone. I would say for any brand, there's probably like this is who we send stuff out to. So they've probably sent like a notice of this is when the funeral.
1: Hey, you guys! Yeah, if you're free. it's not for everyone <laughs> if you're in the
2: but area. like, I think I think that must be how it works for famous people's
1: funerals. I just don't think so. When when you consider get in touch with
2: my agent, yeah, you know, but I, st- I? I still believe
1: that you get sent a physical invite to someone's funeral. I think, okay, my issue, and we'll discuss this later when we talk about something else, but genuinely, if you haven't seen, Tracy Emin was invited or not invited to this funeral. She she was in attendance regardless. And she... The, the picture that was snapped of her looked like she was doing a run to Sainsbury's on a Saturday like morning. She just dropped the kids off at school. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it was one of her kids had, I, just had I don't to know, pick up some home economics milk. and they forgot their ingredients or something and she had to run out to the shop. She looked terrible. It was like, it was a hodgepodge of clothes and then she like slapped on like a Vivian Westwood coat. Yeah. It was horrible. And it's just like, I feel like the reason why it was nice to see so many people come out and make a a concerted effort to wear Vivienne Westwood, make like a a nod to the Mm. designer on her like final service, was because too often in Britain, we have way too many celebs who just like don't make the effort. Yeah. And it's not to say that I want to hold people to a really high standard where every time you leave your house, you have to look incredible. I just feel like the standards here are a bit too low when it comes to official events. Yeah, Um, And also she's got some like,
2: granted, she does have lots of like, you can dress stuff down. But the shaping and the silhouette that she always has is often, like, nipping in the waist or, like, yeah. it's got an interesting drape to it. Yeah. So, like, fucking make the effort to show that off. I know. Rather than wearing it as, like, a house coat. Like,
1: it's but so anyway.
2: Good. And also, it's really nice. Obviously, it's sad that she died. But it's really lovely, almost, like, seeing, like, an exhibition of her work. Like, showing, yeah, like... True. It's, I think that's always a really lovely thing to see is, like, it's a celebration of her designs. Like, yeah and yeah
1: yeah as it should be and I think they should have done her proud in that yeah. sense but
2: and you know you're gonna be photographed going to something like that
1: yeah I will I will mention the patron saint of our podcast <laughs> Miss Victoria Beckham um I she <laughs> she looks good I mean yeah. as you said the hair was a bit um bedraggled. yeah but her dress that she wore was that yeah. Vivian Westwood as well? I think,
2: well, I don't know. I, I hope she wasn't doing some self-promo. <laughs> you
1: know she loves self-promo. But if it she was beautiful. It was it, a really was nice really dress. Good. It was like this black, long-sleeved. It kind of looked a bit like Brodery anglaise. Like Yeah, that. it
2: was, like, I don't know what, like, but it was great, yeah.
1: And then it had, like, this draping down the side. And I the first thing I thought was, like, is this Victoria Beckham's own label?
2: I wouldn't have thought so, but even if it was, like, it was subtle enough.
1: Yeah yeah like
2: yeah but she looked great she did look and good. mark
1: jacobs looked great yeah yeah i think he looked and great and i think they were
2: like near each other and i was like it's like two of my favorite people <laughs> right next to each other
1: um yeah and then there were some people who didn't expect to be attending her memorial service mm. like Stormzy. z yeah and like before recording we had a discussion about how there's probably a lot of people there who are on the PR list or have worn stuff of her, like the incent items in the past by yeah. her and her team. Um, and just by kind of a working relationship, you get to go to these really big events. But I also just feel like even if
2: Stormzy received that invite, it's another thing for him to attend. What do you mean? Like, who was Vivian Westwood to him? do you know what I mean you don't just go to any old person's funeral yeah you go because you really like you cared about someone and you like there was Helena Bonham Carter there which makes sense makes sense she used to wear her designs at the time I'm sure they were really good friends yeah there were people there that you know like wore her stuff day in day out like I can't recall a time
1: that Stormzy has worn Vivian Westwood that I'm aware of that's the thing is this is a socialite a social event but yeah
2: you don't know like and a lot of these circles and whatever have parties don't they like you never know if like he's on the guest list yeah. for like certain parties or maybe he's a good friend of a husband which we learned that she had one and yeah we just learned that she had a husband about him. and he's a
1: designer <laughs> on the label yeah. um so you never know i guess i do get the impression that like people in british media it's a really small world Mm. and like i know that stormzy and what's his face like jonathan ross jonathan ross is in
2: like has an annual halloween party yes and he has some real a-listers going to that he like moves in some cool circles
1: yeah he's like he's up there though in terms of um i guess because he meets so many people yeah yeah Mm. um so he was in attendance and he did make an effort he but he wore these boots that looked a bit um his dress sense is god
2: awful anyway i think he does it on purpose like is a bit it? like graham norton wears loud suits i think it's like he's a comedian. tv and it's a personality thing and yeah. you're kind of like at least it's better than wearing a black suit every week on tv
1: yeah
2: um but yeah wow. jonathan ross like i actually thought he
1: looked cool for once mm. i have a story about jonathan <laughs> oh god no, it's not a bad story. So, my sister works for a TV channel. Mm-hmm. Um, she has like her whole career, like different channels. And one time she got invited to a party, and Jonathan Ross was there. And I kid you not, I was at uni at this time, and I was just in my flat. And I think I had some other people around. And she called me, and I spoke to Jonathan Ross on the phone for like two minutes. Oh, well, what should we call you? <laughs> Mwanda. <laughs> I can't remember what we were talking about, but I know he was drunk. But you know that Jonathan Ross is a big drinker. Like, you can yeah, tell. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's a boozer. He's a... Oh, yeah. well, there you go. Um, so,
2: yeah. Well, let's get him on the podcast. Cool as talk about his outfit cool. at the
1: cool. funeral. Yeah.
2: Um, and then also in fashion news, um, Phoebe Philo is set to make her comeback yeah. into the fashion world after disgracing us all by leaving Celine.
1: That's another thing you conveniently forgot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, you know, Phoebe Philo, the designer, has had this, like, kind of cult following for her designs mm. and managing to, like, design for the working woman in a really fashionable way, but also for someone who appreciates practicality, comfort, but also, like, great design. And she really, I think, ushered in... You know, the era of Celine that everyone liked, like the, the trapeze bag and all of that. Mm. And um, she was at the helm of that era. And so when she left in, I think it was 2019, I remember it being a really big deal. Like the girlies were sobbing. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and you know what, saying that, I, well, none of the influencers I follow mm. um, have bought a Celine bag that I'm aware of in recent years yeah like Celine, I mean, like even just that triple pouch like that was like the minimalist yes. bag that everyone wanted mm-hmm. it was super simple it was like and i remember like because i used to have to go into stores and do research yeah i was like doing research I'm like oh god how does this work we need a version of this and it was so clever it was so simple mm. and like and just yeah so many of her things were great but i haven't seen many people even be buying into celine in general i feel like
1: yeah, that's the thing, definitely. Bottega really took the place that she'd left mm. kind of vacant. Yeah. And Bottega's, like, picked up the torch and ran with it. Yeah. Um And so, yeah, she has announced that she's going to be coming back September. I think she's launching her, her own line. Her own, you know, think named after, line. yeah. So it's going to be really interesting to see what she comes out with. And also, because there's been time has passed since her time at Celine and you can leave on the best note possible and still have, you know, lots of diehard fans. But when you come back, you come back into a different era. Mm. And for me, I remember, you know, those sorts of bags being, it came at a time when YouTube influencers, we had a, a lot of like big name British, you know, YouTube influencers It was just like on the up and up and up and up and up. Yeah. And now we're in a different time. We're living different lives and fashion has changed as well. Um, I don't know if her designs are going to be received in the same way. I don't know if she's even going to come back doing the same thing.
2: Yeah. I I wouldn't mind betting that her aesthetic will be totally different. Okay. Because also remember when you're designing for a fashion house, you're designing with that house in mind. Like, yes. you know, you design for Chanel and that might not be the way you design. You design for Louis Vuitton, you're designing for their customer, you're not mm-hmm. designing like what you want to produce. Mm. So I wonder if she has got that still very like minimal aesthetic, very like just clever designs, or if she's kind of kind of come back with something different. But and also fashion's changed even quickly in six months. So whatever was like when she started designing the collection. And I know there's forecasting, but I think we're in a world that's so much harder to forecast because we have quick trends on TikTok. Like, yeah. I've, there's a song going viral on my For You page. He's not famous. He could never have predicted it. Yeah, that's like, true. And so many people, like, and because I've watched one video of this song, I've seen, like, a hundred of, like, people sharing it and be like, I'm obsessed with this song. It's not yeah. even on Spotify. It's just on TikTok. Like, this guy will probably release it. But, like... yeah. No one can preempt <clears throat> that and so who knows kind of fashion's really hard, so she's kind of gotta go just with her aesthetic and just hope yeah. for the best.
1: And I think she is not necessarily a designer for someone who is young and jumping mm. from trend to trend. I think she's probably gonna you know what, I'm I'm praying for Victoria Beckham because she's <laughs> Phoebe Violet is gonna come back and like yeah, snatch what any Phoebe's custom- got the bank of D B. <laughs> <laughs> that's true David Beckham single handedly propping up her uh, her line um, yeah. but it's that sort of like consumer I feel like you know yeah. the woman who likes to shop on the outlet yeah. um, she loves a bargain she also doesn't mind spending quite a bit of money on something that's quite simple mm. like doesn't quite afford the row because yeah. that is extortionate yeah. but someone who you know it's not going to be jumping from trend to trend. Yeah. They, they want to buy into, what's the word? Investment pieces. Mm. So, yeah, you're right in that. She just has to design with what she knows works, which is like a true depiction and reflection of herself. Yeah. And then hope for the best.
2: I feel like it's going to be an upmarket cause. People love COS. Yeah. So, like, you know, that's kind of like, that's what I'm thinking. Yeah. But I also might be wrong. <laughs> I think that's what everyone's expecting, though. So. I think that's what people want. They want an in between of COS and The Row. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah so yeah. that'll be Phoebe Philo and that rhymed. So you're yeah. <laughs> um, yeah.
2: The Brits. Mm. So, British Music Awards. Um... I feel like the red carpet's a bit lackluster or it's a mi- it's a mixed bag I will say. Every red carpet can be hit or miss, right? But I feel like there's people who treat it the same as American awards and there are people that don't. And Ooh. I just and like and also I think the issue so- sometimes is and I really like <laughs> there'll be sort of Z-list celebrities that get invited. you know what I mean? And they treat it like they're going to the NTAs, the National Television yeah. Awards, and they're just like wearing a gown or something. And I'm like, this is the Brit Awards. It's meant to be fucking cool. It's like no one wears a gown to the MTV Awards. Yeah, This is like the equivalent. Why are you in just like a really basic ball gown? Or like just, I don't know. I feel like it's an event to have fun with. It's the kind of thing where, like, I'd almost rather you look stupid and be trying to like make a moment, yeah, than just be turning <laughs> up in like a bodycon black dress.
1: Was that a nod to Sam Smith?
2: Yeah, a <laughs> bit. But like, at least it was a moment, and actually, it was kind of funny because Mo Gilligan introduced um, Louis Capaldi okay. as Sam Capaldi. Because he confused oh. the two, because Sam Smith was going to be playing later on. Performing. Oh, I see. Okay. So he called Lewis Capaldi, Sam Capaldi. Yeah. So then the next day, Lewis Capaldi photoshops his head on Sam Smith, and he's like, Sam Capaldi. Yeah, yeah. And actually, like, it was a really funny, like, skit that really worked. Yeah. But, like, yeah, if we're on the topic of Sam Smith yeah. and what they were wearing, um, yeah. Would I wear it? No. Was it ridiculous?
1: You know who made it? Sure. Oh, no. Um, oh, hold on, I'm going to... Continue while I Google, because I can't remember. But
2: it's, like, it's a fashion thing. It's very Bauhaus. It's very, a nod to Bowie wore trousers, that shape. Like, yeah. it's, it is an artistic reference. But also, who gives a shit? I think that was just as awful as when, is her name Talia Storm? Who's that? Exactly. The girl I sent you in the bikini. I think that's her name.
1: He sent me in the bikini. Oh she like wore like a what a wall was worn Do you remember she was like a big bikini? Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. Like it was the worst outfit. It's like what they it's what like they used to wear in the 90s on a red carpet. I'm just saying, I don't know, I don't have a clue who she is. <laughs> but I think the outfits are both just as bad. Like I wouldn't wear either of them. But at least it's a risk. It's a talking piece, like Sam Smith has to deal with the the comments from that. Not me. Um, But also, it's a conversational thing. It's shock factor. It's performative. Oh, my God. Sorry. People get a bit too up in arms about that. Yeah. It's just close. And I get it. We already have spoken about the fact that Sam Smith has very much, like, transitioned Mm -hmm. their style and all of that stuff. So maybe this kind of new... Them showing themselves. Maybe more is shocking to people and maybe that's how sam smith has always wanted to be yeah yeah yeah. um lady gaga used to wear some freaky shit
1: yeah i think it's as you said i think it's because they came from being very i don't want to say particularly masculine dressing but just kind of like simple dressed like sam kind of put their music before anything else yeah, and now they're dressing completely different it's yeah. a bit of a shock to the system for like fans and viewers and, and I guess stuff. it doesn't
2: really go with the ballads it doesn't Like, and actually true. In the Lonely Hour is genuinely one of my favourite albums I've rediscovered it and yeah. just I love it um, it's a very like I would have thought sad, um, but it's great. Yeah. But like that doesn't kind of suit a dominatrix outfit. It doesn't. I get that. I don't want to see a tell in like a fucking leotard yeah. singing somebody. I was gonna call it somebody I used to know. <laughs> but that's that like gotcha song. No, you're just yeah, just the wrong person. Um, someone like you. You don't yeah, want to yeah. like there is appropriate clothing for that, yeah. But their current music is is a bit more upbeat I think yeah
1: that's what I was gonna say it's more like pop yeah yeah uh it's not pop but it's yeah it's more upbeat and it's yeah. a completely different flavor to like their past <laughs> music so it makes sense that their style has changed and, yeah. but having said that like the looks haven't been great for no. Sam Smith in my you know personal opinion um but in general for the Brits you're right I think that it warrants a bit of fun, a bit of fashion forwardness, Mm. but we also want to see polished looks. We don't want to see, as you said, like an outfit, and it's nothing wrong with old outfits, but an outfit that looks like it's been, it's been in your wardrobe for a very long time. is a problem. You've just dug something out. Yeah. There's, I think people can go two ways. They can be like, I want to wear a really fashion forward British designer. Mm. And the designs are shit, but they just want to be like, "Oh, you know, this is new and cool and exciting." When it's like, but it looks bad, mm. or they go with something that's really safe, and the hair doesn't look right with the outfit, and yeah. the makeup looks basic, and it's just not as and polished. And they just want the shoes they really ha- like had, even if they don't go. Do you know <laughs> what I mean? And I know it's really rich for us to say sitting on the sofa and not attending any of these shows, <laughs> but. <sighs> I think that we can still do a lot better when it comes to the Brit Awards and Baftas. The Baftas,
2: I think the Baftas are, might be tonight.
1: Is it? Yeah. Well, is the fashion's gonna be terrible? Don't. But, so you know the Chicken Shop Girl, Amelia. Yeah. She, she looked good. She wore vintage Vivian
2: Westwood. And like, oh don't diminish her because she's really good at what she does. Yeah. But she is not the most famous person there. She's not. As in, like, she is like, she's the up young enough, though. But big like, time. if you're a mega superstar singer, show up. She showed up. She looked amazing. She that was good. really cool. I liked the dress regardless. And then I saw it was vintage Westwood. I was like, Vivian's just died. That's really cool. Makes she's sense. she's a
1: British designer. Loved every part of it. I will say Amelia has been doing a lot of other um, red carpet gigs. Yes, yeah, I know and that's she's, her. Like, yeah,
2: but, and she's kind of coming. She's finding her feet with the fashion I, I think she's like, got a stylist so and
1: she's wearing some interesting pieces yeah. which look good. Is it like, you know, like Holy Grail would be like Zendaya level red yeah. carpet, yeah? Come on, can't beat that we're British, but she, we can't do that <laughs> <laughs> but she is she's like yeah. finding her feet and she's doing really well I think the look on her in that classic like Vivian Westwood silhouette is great yeah look great you know who looked terrible who H okay I haven't even seen <laughs> you're always
2: digging out these people I only say that because they had a PR stunt where they pretended to date
1: H. Oh, H. Oh my God, I was thinking of no, H. I'm H. glad you're as old as I am. Oh my God, I was um, thinking of
2: steps. I was like, no. H. A I T C H. Okay. Um, but he wore. I like, it's probably cool now, and it's probably me being old. Okay. Being wore like a really, like, old, like, it felt like an 80s suit. That was fine, Mm -hmm. but he paired it with what I can only describe to be, like... (laughs) I'm
1: sorry, I'm still laughing at the fact (laughs) that I put...
2: Like, the most basic Specsavers glasses. You know when it's, like, they've not even really got a rim, and it's just, like, a little rectangle? Like, and that's probably really cool now. I would have said if they had a tint, I would feel like that was a, like, a fashion moment. It just felt like he couldn't see. <laughs>
1: like, I don't like the small sunglasses thing. No, but like they weren't sunglasses. They were just glasses. Yes. I think if you're going to do 80s suit, do an 80s power suit and do, do some... some... big frames.
2: Because it was kind of like, are you trying to be stylish or do you need those? That's how I felt. Um, but you yeah. Know, I do think there's
1: a very untapped market of um, rappers. <laughs> rappers on red carpets um i think they're getting better for sure um
2: i i respected him like trying to show up in a suit and like all of that stuff and i have a feeling i don't know if it is with the brit award i think it is someone said you can get find out if you've won maybe it's not for everything it might not be for like newcomer but you can find out the night before if you've won
1: so if it's worth you
2: going essentially which is
1: really yeah I don't know if you've
2: got to be a bit more of a star to find that out. But I I,
1: I would just say. You get sent a little like code that you enter online. I, I
2: just think you get like your agent probably like you just okay. there's apparently. Yeah, you get afforded that. Mm. Um, I wasn't a big fan of Harry Styles' red carpet moment. Was that when he was all in black? No, that was when he had like the the, the uh, like, clown looking jumpsuit. <laughs> without a top on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I loved his suit later on. Was that the black one? Yeah, I think it was navy, but essentially. And he had a like and a it had, it had stitchy. Sorry, I think I just ruffled with this. Yeah. Um, he looked for, like he looked super classy. That's where because I feel like his red carpet outfit was probably like a stage outfit. Yeah, but he yeah, actually that. didn't wear that on stage. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but the suit—he's a good-looking dude. He's a he's in looking great guy. shape. He can pull that off, and he looked. And he was stood next to Stanley Tucci, one of the classiest men in yeah, the world, yeah, yeah. and he held his own. Mm. Yeah.
1: Um, I think we should do a whole episode on uh, Harry Styles. Yeah, we actually should. Because, incredible. Like, don't get me wrong, I don't like everything he wears. Oh I think some of it is gimmicky. I think he plays into... The shock factor, maybe. I'm not shock, sure, like, the, you know, the discussions of gender and sexuality oh, yeah, that yeah. we've been having yeah. recently. I think he really plays into that. Is it pandering? I don't know. But I do think that he is, he knows how to dress himself and he knows what works for him. Yeah. He can do um, nod to Elton John and, you know, those like big stage performers mm-hmm. bending the idea of like male sexuality on stage. Um He can also do like suiting. Really slick, really polished. Mm. He's a Brit who knows how to go on the red carpet and look yeah. expensive.
2: And even if, like you say, he misses sometimes, you know that he has, like, shown up. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's fully thought through and styled. Yeah. yeah. I yeah. rate him for that.
1: So, um, Brit Awards, you need to do better. Yeah. So let's see how the would do. Mm-hmm.
2: Um, personal opinion on what could have also been better it was Rihanna at as
1: well controversial opinion
2: I know I feel like the internet is a little bit split people are either like my goddess has returned and she was amazing like there was no fault and then there are some people who are like where was your energy where was your performance and don't get me wrong she's pregnant Mm. I also found that really tricky because I saw all these headlines like she's pregnant, and I was like, okay. "We should never, no, we should never assume a woman's pregnant." Like, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, and she yeah. also recently has had a child. Maybe she's got some extra baby weight. Like, we really can't assume that. Yeah, I think she has not verbally said that since. No, she's definitely pregnant. But I was like really worried about the headlines. Yeah, and I was like, "Are we just really judging her?" Like, yeah. But I also feel that she should have navigated all of it a little bit differently if she wasn't able to move as much creatively like with her music and stuff Mm. um yeah I did like what she was wearing I thought she I thought she looked great yeah I thought she
1: styled herself really well I do think yeah we were talking about before like the the white with the contrast Mm. red the stage the overall vision of it I think I really liked I really enjoyed and it was different like when you compare her performances and her styling to you know Beyonce is a showgirl. Yeah. Um, J-Lo is a showgirl with a lot of rhinestones. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you have, like, Katy Perry, who's more gimmicky, more, like, it's, being a, it's like being a fun house, yeah, yeah. isn't it? Um, those stylings are very, like, larger than life. And I think that it's nice that we got quite a sleek yeah. visual yeah. from Rihanna. I really quite like that. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I've never been pregnant, let alone heavily pregnant. So it's really I hard think she's to know. She's like six months. <laughs> I mean, You're like, it's just an
0: excuse.
1: No, <laughs> no,
2: but also, my point is, she would have known when she took it that she was pregnant. Because she, in interviews, yeah. was like, oh, you know, I was three months postpartum when I took it. Mm-hmm. And like, Lord knows how close these children are going to be an age bless her two
1: under two all these headlines keep reminding me
2: um, but she would have known that she was pregnant she has turned it down before i just feel like is that the moment you wanted to do it and i think she's supposedly motherhood made her want to do it i think she probably was more okay. like
1: yeah like i want to like yeah. you know have these career moments or something yeah because um, you were saying that she's turned it down in the past before yeah. because i was thinking like well even if you know, she found out she was pregnant. I can understand her still wanting to go out there and do it because it's, it's a big yeah. stage and it's a big moment. So, But the fact that she chose now to do it, you know what? Maybe I the fact that she is pregnant was the reason that she did it in that, like, you know how she it's... She have to
0: show up too much.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's not what I was thinking. <laughs> you know in Savage X Fenty and all their runway shows mm. have been, like, gender-inclusive, size-inclusive, that's what they've led with Yeah, different body types remember that model who was heavily pregnant on the catwalk yeah. and then she like had to scurry off and then she gave birth to her baby that evening yeah. or something I think the idea of pregnant women don't have to excuse themselves from big events yeah is a very big part of like probably why she did it you know but I've also seen the other side where people are like
2: great no, I can never use pregnancy as an excuse because like, she's just performed
1: the Super Bowl. Guys, we're not Rihanna. Um, we're not Fabi Rose. Like, like,
2: um, I wonder if it's also a bit of a uh, business decision because she might, ha- I think she was toying probably with getting back into music and releasing new music. And obviously, that's now again further down the line. I don't
1: think she's going to, she has any, intention she hasn't got of, that in her.
2: Yeah. Uh, like, that's not in her like path line right now. Yeah. But I wouldn't mind betting. She's just done a performance. You don't get paid for the Super Bowl; it's the exposure. Mm-hmm. So she's just exposed her music again. She's refreshed people. They're going to be listening. Not me. She didn't refresh me. <laughs> but she also then <laughs> You're very has... much. No, but I just didn't. I didn't think it was that great. Yeah, and I yeah. think also I'm compensating for the fact that she has diehard fans who think she can do no wrong. And that's more my issue is that loads of people are like, oh my God, wasn't it amazing? It was, it was fine. It was like, it didn't offend me, but it wasn't up there. Yeah. Like, that's not what I expect from a Super Bowl. Uh, A bit like how like Brits need to deliver more. She
1: needed to deliver
2: a bit more in my opinion. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, businessy decision. And she's doing that with her Fenty plug. And apparently she's selling those
1: backup dancers outfits. So like... Yeah, when you told me this, I was like, this is a bit... You know, like we have to bear in mind mm. that in the states everything is commercialized everything is a moment to sell something yeah. and i think that that probably for lay people like us it's a bit of a weird thing to like, think about we well you're better
2: than i am but i i can't sell myself for anything like i can't self promote i think it's
1: much more of an american thing that yeah. you just just like plug away and you just flog yourself yeah um, I suppose, I suppose so that, yeah, it is a, it's an American thing to be like, put yourself out there. So mm. gain as many coins as you possibly can. Um, but yeah, the selling the outfits, cause we were looking at the, sh- the backing dancers mm. actual outfits, they were all white. It was like these, uh, track, track suits or like combat trousers, white, kind of puffy matching puffy jacket, with a big hood or something. And then they have these kind of what look like ski mask kind of um, eyewear. No hate because I love those things. Um, But I just think who's going to – I don't want to say who's going to buy that because there's loads of people who's going to buy that. But please don't spend your money on that. Yeah,
2: you can get a white tracksuit from anywhere.
1: Anywhere. And it's just – you know it's going to be really expensive because when she had her Fenty line Mm. and things, it's going to be that price point because why not? You can – you can – you can command that sort of price for Rihanna Super Bowl inspired outfit. Yeah. It was like when um, Beyonce did Coachella, and her outfit was Balmain designed. Remember the, oh, the, yeah, the yeah. hoodies and stuff. Yeah. Um, and then you got this like, yeah, American College inspired yeah. thing. Anyway, yeah, very much on that. And it's I just think it's unnecessary. I don't think the outfit's great for the stage, big bold mm. for the stage, but. I don't think it's worth spending your money on something that simple where you can recreate it, you know, and buy the pieces on like Adidas or something.
2: How <laughs> far times pack collab?
1: So, we had this little collaboration recently. Uh, and the reason why I wanted to bring this up is because we had a past episode in which we spoke about like the really amazing job that Telfar has Mm. done so far, kind of cultivating this like this like following for his bags um, in recent years. But we also discussed how supposedly the quality of it isn't great. And we had a discussion about like Wanting to support up and coming brands, especially when it's like minority owned, black owned yeah. brands, um, but having to be honest with ourselves about the level of quality, the material, the construction you have of you them. Have to, any
2: brand has to deserve like the recognition or the hype. Like, yeah. it's that thing of you can buy from a brand once. Like, say, if I bought a bag from Prada tomorrow mm. and it like falls apart the seam, like, yeah. to south, I'm not buying a bag from Prada again, yeah. even if it's even if it's
1: Prada, yeah, for sure. Um so we had a discussion about our thoughts on Telfar mm. and if we like them and so, so, so. Um, and they recently came, the brand recently came out with a collab- collaboration with Pack, which is like a global yeah. backpack luggage company. And I was so close to buying something. And I had to like, I had to like talk well, myself off the ledge. How much is an Pack bag? About £60? £50, £60? I suppose backpack? so. I think think so. way more inflated with... Yeah, of course it was. It was like um so they had these backpacks of two or three sizes but they were square and it could also double up as like a handheld tote. Yeah. It was, was like like the, really like the tef- Telfar bags. No, the Telfar bags are like vegan leather. No, but I mean the handle situation and all that, no. No, they were just like east pack construction. So they No, the no nylon, I know but the
2: tel- Telfar bags have two handles, no?
1: Yes, yes. So yes, I mean yes. like
2: the it's using that yeah idea. so there was a
1: top handle and then there was also the yeah. backpack straps um but yeah you're you're right how far totes do have the yeah. short and the long strap um these were nylon so i was like okay because quality we've had
2: wise you know that's what you these pack is
1: solid quality yeah. i have battered mine and it's it carries a lot yeah
2: i want to get a new one
1: not because my one has gone
2: mm. bad but because it's a print and I'm, like, over the print. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I bought it when I was, like, 16. Yeah. And I just want a black one. Yeah. But, yeah. like, it's still, like, I took that around the world with me. I take that on holidays trip. It gets battered. Hasn't even, like, started fraying. Like yeah. Like, it is just, I love
1: it. And I've carried a lot of weight in my, my rucksack. Yeah. And the handle, you can pick it up by the handles. Yeah. It doesn't matter how heavy this bag is. And it just doesn't break. You don't hear that. <laughs> Um, so the quality of Eastpack is amazing. And that was kind of a reason why I was like, I like the design of this. It comes in the yellow and blue and the black. And and also they had some pouches and other things that came out with the collaboration. I really like the design of them. And I thought, mm. I know that if Eastpack's made it, it's going to yeah. be, it's going to hold up. Um, <laughs> the quality control is there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is, and uh, so the backpack was about 200. It's not the worst. No. because some of these collaborations are horrendous when it comes to pricing um and I wanted a bag that like luggage wise matched my pulley my small pulley and they had a yellow version and my small pulley is yellow and I was like call it a pulley what what is it a cabin bag I guess oh a pulley (laughs) a trolley you know what
2: I this, like it. I this, love is the movie. Really, this is really I didn't know if that was a brand. So I was no, like that's quite cool.
1: Not. Okay, this is off topic, but it's linked to things that I still use the word knickers. Same. Do you? Yeah. yeah. And is knickers like um to you, is it like does it have a connotation with like old briefs like granny pants? Not really. Just I don't I it's just I
2: just, just call my pants knickers. Same.
1: I do. Yeah. I think it's just a normal word for them. Well, I just hate the word pants. They're not
2: pants. And I hate the word panties.
1: <laughs> okay, this is another thing.
2: So I've it's had a also, discussion. Maybe it's because when you're a little girl, you can call them knickers. And I feel like it's a non-sexy word. Yeah,
1: it just is so what I'm it is. So referring to
2: your underwear. And I feel like it's then like, if I'm referring to my underwear you if i'm calling them knickers it's mm. like the least sexual way i mean i'm always going to refer to them that way i'm never going to be like my panties um but yeah. like i'm just matter of fact referring to my underwear
1: the word panties is foreign to me and i think it's really sexualized i would, sexualized. Never use it. Yeah, I would never really use sec- it. and it's not sexy it's sexualized yet not sexy it's yeah. disgusting to me um
2: and I, I feel like underwear might make people think of like underwear or it's like if you like underwear knickers, could
1: be anything it's just
2: knickers yeah
1: like I'm glad we cleared that yeah. up. Because <laughs> I was thinking, am I the only what would one... You, what would you use otherwise? Pants. Pants is the only other yeah. option, really. <laughs> it is. <laughs> our lighting has gone. Yeah. Yeah, thank God. Um, oh, I still call them knickers. And to any of our, like, US viewers, they're just briefs. Yeah. Female oh, yeah, briefs. I guess you could call them briefs. But I think
2: also the probably in americanism is not wanting to call cool them pants either because that is now like that's trousers that for can them. be trousers yeah even yeah. though obviously that's not trousers over here um yeah but yeah
1: mm. so we've got some older news that we wanted to cover things that we didn't get to discuss while we were on our hiatus
2: yeah and just more to like be like we- we're aware of this in case we, <laughs>
1: <laughs> we know what's going on here <laughs>
2: Um, So Estee Lauder bought Tom Ford, Mm -hmm. which, I mean, Estee Lauder owns so much. Mm -hmm. And I also feel like, to me, this was a real, we've talked about it before, that a lot of brands are running for their beauty or because they're able to still be going or be a thing, they're supported by their beauty line. Mm -hmm. And the fact that Estee Lauder has bought out Tom Ford, the brand, I don't think it was just Tom Ford Beauty.
1: I... I'm pretty sure they already own the beauty.
2: So yeah, I'm pretty pretty sure sure they did. So like the fact that it's Estee Lauder buying Tom Ford shows you where the revenue like sits or like it just shows you how important that brand is. But also, especially if Estee Lauder already own beauty, that like we need Tom Ford to keep going because the beauty is so big and all the rest yes, of it. Yes, um, yes. Even though I think it could run on its own at this point, like the beauty stands alone, which I don't know if many brands you can say that for, Um, that w- that were born like in our, not it yeah, wasn't born in our lifetime, but you know what I mean? Like Dior, all of that stuff, like that's historic, right? I wouldn't, I think Victoria Beckham might, but that's because she's
1: kind of got a cult following. I think that if Tom Ford the fashion brand didn't exist. Mm -hmm. I think you're right in that. The beauty line could stand alone and it could just be simply known as a beauty brand like Kevin Aquan or like Bobby Brown or something like that, where there is history to to them. Although they, you know, in the past, say, 30 years, um, they've been established. They are regarded as quite um, important in the beauty Mm -hmm. industry. Um, And yeah, like... You're right. I think maybe it was a move to ensure that the name persists. Um, and Tom Ford is known as being a workaholic, being very particular and a workaholic. Yeah. Maybe, I don't know if he'll still be in its, under its helm. Oh, at the helm, sorry, of the, the brand. I'm not sure. Or if he'll completely move away and just There weren't do many his details, spills. were
2: there, other than just like they're buying it that I saw.
1: I was, yeah, I didn't go
2: searching for details.
1: I mean, I for a hell of a lot of money from what I saw. Yeah, but um, maybe he just wants to be a director full time, and, and that's it. But also, there's a the financial insecurity if you're being bought out. I mean, he's got a lot of money. Yeah, but as we said, fashion like the cash flow is not easy. Yeah, yeah that is true.
2: Especially is if true. they if they own the beauty, maybe they they aren't getting that. Who that knows? That is a good
1: point. Like, yeah. That is we don't do the books though. So. Tom, Tom Ford is known for his suits, um, particularly in the male category. If I were a dude,
2: like my aspiration would be
1: to own a Tom Ford suit. For sure. yeah, yeah like yeah. no
2: question of it. Yeah. that would be that's like the equivalent of a Chanel or whatever. like
1: yeah, definitely Tom Ford suit. He's got some good um, women's accessories. he's come up with some really cool yeah. shoes. Yeah, I actually um, know someone who
2: works in their design team.
1: Yeah, and like they do some really cool stuff, and they do some
2: quite playful things at times. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I almost prefer
1: I think his men's lines than his women's,
2: just yeah. because I love his suiting so yeah. much. Yeah,
1: someone who doesn't really mess around too much with their vision. Yeah. Um, also, great sunglasses. <sighs> the sunglasses, Tom Ford sunglasses, is what yeah. I would definitely buy. Yeah. Yeah, um, his eyewear in general is sleek. really good. And actually,
2: just having that little like 20... maybe that's why they bought it. Yeah, it's the
1: eyewear. Yeah, because you can you can spend three hundred pounds on sunglasses, mm. not so much three grand on a suit. Yeah, or like nine hundred pound on a pair of shoes or whatever. Um, but besides from his makeup, his accessories maybe yeah. not so much the bags, but definitely shoes, eyewear. Mm. His eyewear is huge. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: Uh, Raph Simmons has shut his label. Mm. So if you're a hardcore fan, you know that Raph Simmons is my favourite Dior moment. Um, And yeah, I just, there wasn't enough detail, was there, as to why? And all I can think of is, and I mean this in a respectful way, he was quite an intense person, (laughs) but I feel like he just put everything into his designs. Like he was very like, you know what? Like fashion and my work comes first, like I'll sleep when I'm dead kind of attitude. Mm. That I just wonder if he either fell out of love with it or burnt himself into the ground. Yeah, because like that's he's, what it says to me.
1: Yeah, I think,
2: it, I it think might it's hard to know.
1: But. Because he's fairly recently, in the past, what, two years or something, become co director of Prada. Yeah. I think Mutia Prada is probably going to slowly retire at some point. Mm. And maybe it's like him knowing that he's going to be taking on things full time. He's like, I cannot do both. However, take a leaf out of J.W. Anderson's book. Because I don't know how he seems to do it, but he runs his own label and the way they. Yeah. And they are both in their own right. And they're both doing well at the same time. Exactly.
2: Um, I mean but also we no one can complain working for two brands when there was Mr Karl Lagerfeld (laughs) doing three at once yeah but I did I don't think Karl had a life but this is that's the impression we I got from that Dior documentary was that Raph just like it was from one job to another like yeah and then because he chose to still live where he wanted to live so his car journey home was like obscene Um. But yeah, yeah, I wonder
1: what it was, but what was the what was the name of the documentary? Cuz we make <sighs> reference to this documentary a lot. I'm not sure if
2: I can remember, but it's it's basically like a Dior couture
1: yeah, documentary. Oh. And it like takes us through the transition of Raf Simons becoming creative director of Dior, women's and couture.
2: creating his first couture yeah, collection yeah, yeah. and just and also for me I love watching the women in the atelier. Yes. And then making it and just watching that craft is phenomenal. Yeah. <laughs> um, And then yeah. lastly, what else have we got? Alessandro. Oh yeah,
1: this, these, this one and Rafson's story is a, an older. Mm. They're quite old, so you probably already know about it. <laughs> <laughs> but Alessandro Michele is no longer creative director of Gucci Mm. and that's a big deal but I wonder if this is strategic as well right because Gucci
2: was so high and I wouldn't say they're falling but other people have maybe stepped in I wouldn't say they've done anything wrong to like kind of be plummeting or anything but you can only stay up for so long yeah so I wonder if they're sort of like, look, you did great things. You, you took us to a certain point. Like we had so much notoriety. We had some really cool fashion shows. They had that one in LA mm. that like we need to switch out like and just get a new energy in. Mm. Like it's mm. got to be something like that because yeah. he was so successful.
1: Yeah. So Gucci had been like the most like the biggest, most searched, most bought into brand for a uh, For a while. Mm. They were top of the top for such a long time. And like the crown jewel in like Kering's like portfolio of (laughs) portfolio of um brands. And you're right, there's only so much maximalism we can all buy into. Yeah. Um as you know mainstream kind of lovers of luxury fashion. And so there was a point where people were just going to get tired of it um but I I sense that there's more to it than just the fact that cells have maybe stagnated or plateaued Mm. um maybe he was resistant to switching up maybe he was like it's my vision or nothing and I want to leave like with being true to myself and they said well then in that case we're going to cut you because I felt like it was I don't want to say abrupt. I just I feel like there's more to it that we Mm. probably don't know about. Maybe
2: he wanted to leave on a high and be like, "Mic drop! Look what I've just done for you guys."
1: Yeah, I'm out. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, it'd be interesting. That's another fashion house that Mm. you know we have yet to find out who will take on from after after him. Um, Who would you like to see?
2: Or well, maybe it's Kylie Jenner.
1: Um, oh my god, could you imagine? it will be Kylie swim every day. That oh, that, that failed. Next one launch. That was the only. That was the only launch that made sense to me. That I felt like she could really do this.
2: I also, I think you've got enough money to take the fall for if it doesn't succeed for a year. Yeah. At least do like four drops. Yes. That's my thinking. Yes. And like, granted. They all seem to compete with each other, which I do find weird. they like, good American does swimwear now. Skims does everything. And KKW Beauty was always a poor man. to was... Kylie's Cosmetics. She still does skincare. She's got like all that stuff. Who, Who does Kim? skincare?
1: She does, but they just But again, gimmicks. like
2: Kylie's all seems to be like, she got there first. And I just think, have your lane skims is fucking successful Mm. being off your stupid little contour sticks that like everyone used to joke had like no product yeah yeah, and they used to like break break out but like stick to that Mm. have that chloe yeah i guess good american but like maybe stick in the jeans they've been doing really
1: well from what i gather they're doing base
2: layers now too which must be competing with like skims um, I saw a really cool pair of jeans. Good American did, mm. um, which is a bit of a segue. Sorry, but it had like it had your normal zipper, okay. but then it also had like a like bit of if you I were was like crossed over, yeah. yeah. So it had like you could have button up, and it could be like I'm having like a slimmer day, and if you're having a bloated day, there was like a zipper version. And it was basically allowing for, like, you know what? You do just sometimes have days where your tummy's just feeling a bit bigger and, like, oh. your jeans don't fit as comfortably. And I had two forms of fastening.
1: Wow. And because it's
2: meant to be all-inclusive and it is meant to – it's probably more aimed at bigger women than smaller women. Yeah. But also, like, I can look three months pregnant after a bowl of pasta mm. or any meal. Um, I think it's just a really cool idea. But anyway, yeah, they should sort of stay in their lanes somewhat. Yeah. Um, so Gucci, it? who do I think I don't
1: for, Gucci? Who would be good for Gucci?
2: Honestly, I don't know.
1: I think Harry Styles. No, he just gets dressed in Gucci. Yeah, I think um, it's I think been it's nice to be a fashion head. Yeah, I think it's it's been nice in the past couple of years to see um some names that I didn't know before who Ooh. are probably working below other designers. You have like Daniel Rosenberry rosenberg scarparelli guy yeah i um you're braver than i am i don't dare say a fashion designer's name because <laughs> i know i'll butcher it um but that's the thing i'm not actually sure how his surname ends um As but he, him he has done his is well deserved amazing magnificent really brought back couture in like um uh, mm. the way it's intended like on, on red carpets it looks amazing yeah. like Adele's wearing yeah. it like it just looks stunning um, and you can see the craftsmanship in it so like, he is a deserving candidate for yeah. a role like that um, and now we know who he is because of his craft it would be nice to see that happen again at Gucci I mean Alessandro Michele he was working he was working below at other designers I think he'd been at Gucci but like he'd arisen to that position and that was well deserved because he was coming out with things that we just didn't see at that time Mm. um I want that to happen again
2: I think it will because I feel like
1: we would have heard a name by now otherwise so
2: I wonder if they're just biding their time no but
1: it's since um Virgil Abloh's death we haven't heard anything until now yeah so you know who knows yeah Anything else we've got?
2: That's that's us getting you all up to date in yeah. case even you've
1: been in a coma for five months. <laughs> uh, so, um, yeah, we're going to do another one of these. I think this was good. Yeah. It was like, bang out all of our opinions. Yeah, there you go. It was a good roundup of um, fashion stories, really. Yeah. Cool. Well, um, that's the end of our episode. Hopefully you liked... Um, our chit chat about fashion Mm. we will see you every tuesday is when our new episodes drop you can follow us on instagram um where else
2: instagram the episodes are up on youtube or any regular
1: podcast platform yeah um and you can also email us if you have topic suggestions guest suggestions if you are a guest and you want to be on our podcast um it's all in the description box yeah it is below i've always (laughs) wanted to do that smash the like button that's another thing they used to do in the 2010s oh my god all of our platforms are actually in the description box oh anyway we'll see you next week guys see you bye